Hello, and welcome to episode 164 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And I'm on a new setup, so my uh, my, my video looks super fancy. Oh, hey, did we like check and make sure that we had voices coming through where they needed to be? Yes. Uh, I've, okay, good. I, I made sure. <laughs> we just didn't I talk. I think we skipped that conversation in the pre-show, so I just wanted to verify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But today, um, other than talking about if we know what we're doing uh, and recording, <laughs> uh, the content gods from Wizards of the Coast gave us a band announcement. Ta-da! So we have we'll, a BNR. So Completely we'll, unexpected. So we'll talk about BNR and whatever else comes up uh, in, in that time. So if you want to get at us, all of our social media stuff is in the description. So you can track us down and interact with us and say, hey, we've, we've got big plans. Uh, maybe. We'll, maybe. We'll see if they come to fruition. We've had lots of big plans and uh, not all of them work out. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in hearing about those big plans, you should join our Patreon uh, patreon.com slash casual tryhard mtg because the patrons get to listen to our pre-show and yeah. we talked all about an idea that i had idea that i borrowed something we talked about an idea in the pre-show and if you want to hear about it head on over to patreon chip a couple bucks in uh, you get to listen to us ramble for a little bit extra every week um you get access to our show notes not a whole lot of show notes this week spoiler alert uh but when we do have show notes you get access to them and you also get put on my mailing list uh, every couple months i send something out to our patrons just as kind of a thank you uh let's you know that we appreciate you so if you want to get added to the list if you want to check out the pre-show head on over to patreon.com slash casual tryhard mtg chip a couple bucks in and we'll go from there uh, another way you can support us is our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Um, follow that link, sign in to TCG player like normal. Anything you purchase, we'll get a percentage of to help keep the show going, pay our hosting fees, yada, 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 yada. Helps us out a lot, so make sure you check that out. Um, also, we have our YouTube channel where we are now publishing a video edition of the podcast where you can see us. Hey. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> uh, YouTube.com slash casual, or I guess that's not it, but casual tryhard MTG on YouTube is where you can find that at. Um, also, we're trying to post up some gameplay stuff, so check some of those videos out. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment on the videos, let us know what we're doing right, let us know what we're doing wrong. Both ways help us out, so head on over there and check it out. Yeah. Anything else before we get into this uh, surprise BNR? I don't think so. I think we can get right into it. All right. So, in their defense, apparently, from what I've seen, there was an announcement last week that there was going to be a BNR. So I did not hear this announcement. This announcement may have just been like Gavin just yelling out his car window at 70 miles an hour and like. <laughs> It's coming. Yeah, in in Washington State, but yeah, I had no idea. The Discord was yeah. talking like, "Oh, hey, I mean, these bands really surprised me," and I was like, "What? What? What are you talking about, bands?" Yeah. And then I went and looked, and I was like, "Oh, okay, then." So they actually made bands across three formats. Yeah, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. So 
first band, I guess we can talk about the first two kind of together. Was, yeah. There it's was, a, the same card and kind of for the same reasons, right? Yeah. So in Pioneer and in Modern, uh, Loris the Dream Den has been banned. Good riddance. So um, Loris has now gotten the full Oko. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah, there are... Other than Vintage, there are no places for you to play Loris. And you can't play Loris in Vintage? It's, no, Loris is unbanned. They unbanned Loris after, um, after the... Are you sure that's right? I don't think that's right. I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was right. I thought that it got unbanned after they added the three. I don't think so. Uh, checking? I'm pretty sure it's super banned. Uh, it is legal in Vintage, according to Scryfall. Oh, okay. I didn't realize they unbanned it. It is, yeah, they unbanned it after they added the three. I remember this because they were like, it's super weird. There's like the only banned cards are anti cards and Loris. So we're yeah. going to unban it and see how broken it is. And apparently adding the three mana in vintage was enough to uh, get rid of, to, to make it uh, not good enough. That yeah. three mana was not a hindrance in any other format. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about like this ban okay. and then remind me to talk about three mana. Cause we talked about that a little bit in discord yeah. today. So basically this is like the, this is almost like the birthing pod ban for mm-hmm. pine in, in modern. Uh, so when you look at pioneer, they're basically like, well, it's not a problem yet. Right. But, we're going to print more one and two mana cards. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Like in every set. In every set. And the way they've been printing one and two mana cards recently. Yeah. Right? Like, they are going to just, like, print a one or two mana card that is busted with Loris. It's almost like they didn't want to wait around and see what happens with Loris and uh, Experimental Synthesizer. Yeah, which... Um, the hist- Loris is still legal in the fake format of historic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I put together a, a Mardu like Oni called Anvil, Hidden Stockpile, uh, Experimental Synthesizer deck, and made yeah. sure that everything was under two mana or two mana or less, so uh, it could be a Loris deck, so you could recycle Synthesizer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so. It's they just can't they can't just leave it because as they print more stuff, it's just going to break eventually. So yeah. I, I reference birthing pod because us, us old timers remember when birthing pod was like one of the pillars of the modern format. It absolutely was. It was almost the pillar. It was like pod and twin. Yeah. And then they were like they printed Siege Rhino. Mm-hmm. And they went, yikes. Yeah, no. <laughs> and so they were like, we're going to have a banned birthing pod. So birthing pod is three and a Phyrexian green and for an artifact and activates for one in the Phyrexian green. Mm-hmm. And you can tap it, sack a creature, and find a creature with converted mana cost one plus the sacrifice creature's converted mana cost. Sorry, yep. mana value. Mana value. And so you just like 
build these chains where initially it was like they were built as um, usually like value chains and then you could build the deck in such a way that you had combos. So mm-hmm. you had Malira Salvac Outcast that says creatures can't get Nigwin Nigwin counters and then like Kitchen Finks. Yeah. And so then you would like have a sack outlet like, uh, what's his name? Viscerasir. Viscerasir. And so you would sack everything, gain infinite life, scry through your deck, and you would put a uh, uh, red cap on top. Mm-hmm. And then you would kill your opponent with a red cap. Yep. Um, and they were just like, so there's that, which was fine, but they're just like, anytime we print a creature that's good, it has gonna, to pass the birthing pod test. Yeah, it goes into pod. So we can't yeah. keep, we can't leave pod around because if we do, then all of our creatures have to not break pod. Right. So we've just decided to eliminate the thing that can break. So we don't so so you we can can, make better creatures. Yeah, so we can just go hog wild. <laughs> right. And they did. <laughs> yes. And look at all the creatures since cons, they did lose their mind. Yeah. Uh, so that's why they they ban Loris and Pioneers are just like yeah like we can't always worry about like in design oh we can't print this because <sighs> of Loris yeah um, and then we have the ban in Modern so why why did they get rid of Loris and Modern uh, I mean basically the same reason it was making all the decks the same yeah um, there was a a hard question you had to ask yourself when you were building a modern deck. And that was, is this card really worth not playing Loris over? And the Which answer was always, realistically, always no. Yeah, realistically made the format exclusively one and two mana spells. So. Yeah. Depending on where you looked, uh, I think like the goldfish numbers said that Loris was in 35% of decks. Yeah. Wizards only took from decks that were four of like that had four wins or better in leagues. Mm-hmm. And it was thirty one percent of decks. So basically a third of every modern That's deck. It's so absurd though. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like we've we have banned cards for less um market share. Yeah. Uh and it's market share that you had to like draw your card, like you know, Deathrite Shaman got banned, mm-hmm. and you had to draw one of your four Deathrites. It just wasn't always nominally in your hand. Right. You know, a three-mana tutor in your mm-hmm. hand at all points. So they they basically were like, the format is all the same. You can't play cards that are more than three mana, or more than mm-hmm. two mana, and that just cuts off... I don't know. What is that? Is that probably like 70% of all magic cards? 80% yeah, I mean, of all magic even, cards? Yeah, it might even be more than that. It's an absurd amount. that Not that like anything super high mana value you're really going to play in modern anyway, unless you're like Tron. Um, but yeah, it cuts off a huge amount of the format. Like you can't play three drops, man. Like three drops are kind of the bread and butter or what used to be the bread and butter of modern. That, that was the like, top was three yeah. drops and um, now you're well with loris you're not allowed to yeah um 
so like like saffron olive brought this up in his video that he talked about it today right like now hammer time can play swords mm-hmm. right like the equipment deck wasn't allowed to play swords because of loris nothing yeah or they can play a batter skull to go get mm-hmm. with their their stone fortress. They can play Cauldra. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they can be like, oh, I can have... So Hammer Time can have all the Hammer stuff, but it can also just have Cauldra as well. Mm-hmm. Where, like, oh, hey, my Hammer stuff's not looking like it's going to work. That's fine. I'll just, like, get my Cauldra. Yeah. But, like, honestly, I think that makes it a better, maybe not a better deck, but like better for the format in general. Yeah, it makes it different. And like the yeah. Loris ban is interesting in that while decks were conf- constrained by Loris, they weren't built around Loris. Right. right. There's a lot of different ways to use it. Yeah. So it's not like if you banned Primeval Titan, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then you just ban all the Primeval Titan decks, mm-hmm. right? If you ban Loris, you just the the person gets one more sideboard slot in their mm-hmm. in their uh, Hammer Time deck, yeah, and just plays Hammer Time. Yeah, they just move on with life. Yeah, same with like the people that were like uh, playing Loris in Burn. Mm-hmm. All right, now you just. Keep playing burn. But you have an extra rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Like you, it doesn't like invalidate any decks. The thing it does is like Loris was that thing for like, oh man, everything's gone super sideways. Yeah. And we're somehow on turn eight. I yep. guess I'll spend three mana and the next turn I'll play my Loris and like get some value. Yeah. Right. And Lose then, your escape hatch. Yeah. And now those decks lose that, which is probably better for the format in terms of, like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to, like, Hammer Time doesn't have as much of ability to, like, have that, like, built-in automatic late game. Right. Same with, like, uh, the Grixis Death Shadow decks. Like, there's mm-hmm. still going to be good decks, but you don't have that, like, built-in, like... You're not going to rebuy your dress down every turn. Yeah. And, like, you know, Mishra's Bobble. Right, you're yeah. not going to have that, like, Loris bobble engine that you mm-hmm. just, you know, oops, I guess I have a way to always uh I'm going to draw, draw a, a card, card on all of your upkeeps. Yeah. So, like, it does take care of those things where, like, you know, Loris was your escape hatch, but sometimes it was also just your way to get ahead. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're at parity on turn, you know, on turn four. I'll put Loris in my hand, and next turn I'm just going to, like, Loris bobble, draw a card. And then mm-hmm. I'll slowly like uh, gain value, and you can't kill anything else in my deck before you kill my Loris. So right. So it'll be nice, like you know. Well, it won't be Boomer Jund. Liliana is unbanned. Yes. Right. Unshadow so, banned. Yes. So while Loris being Loris got banned, it did kind of unban all the cards that were three CMC or greater. Yep. So, you know, there might not be a ton of them. Like, you know, I don't see... Well, you can play Swords in Hammer Time or, you know, Cauldra or whatever. 
I don't see like those going in in big numbers. But it no, definitely... I mean, the de- like you said, it probably stays pretty close to the same. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw like a batter skull or a cauldra in the main deck, and yeah. then maybe a couple swords in the sideboard. Um, but I don't think that deck really changes all that much. Yeah, exactly. The same with like Grixis, but like now, yeah. now you don't have to ask yourself the question. Okay, would I rather have Batter Skull in my deck, or would I rather have access to Loris? Mm-hmm. Right now, you're just like, oh, like I know there were times that I wanted Batter Skull or Cauldra. Now I like can put it in my deck. Mm-hmm. So. That is a net positive for the format. Because mm-hmm. I haven't played a ton of modern, any modern, in like two years. <laughs> but like I've I've paid attention. And there's mm-hmm. always just like, it was just like, oh my gosh. I'm just going to have to like look at Loris in the companion zone for the rest of Magic. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is not okay. I mean, that's kind of what we said like as soon as Echoria came out though. Yeah. His companions just completely changed everything, and it's not not something you can hit the undo button on. Yeah, I mean, this is, for a single mechanic, like, this is maybe the most bands around a single mechanic. Maybe Phyrexian mana has it beat, but, I mean, you've got... So you've got Loris banned in all formats. Yep. Uh, you've got uh, Zerda mm-hmm. banned in Legacy. And then they had to errata the entire mechanic. Yep. Like, like this is by far their biggest mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- I mean, it's it's pretty telling that they had to functionally errata the entire mechanic to and keep it in line. Still ban a card. Yeah. Multiple cards. Yeah. Somewhere Sam Black sent an email today to someone that just went, see? Told you. <laughs> Told you so. In case you forget, uh Sam Black was on the uh was one of the outside consultants they brought in to yeah. like help test was it Modern Horizon? Was it Modern Horizons two? It was no, I thought it was Modern Horizons one, but I don't no, know if I that's core, correct. Like Modern Horizons one was oh maybe because I guess they would have known about Loris beforehand, and basically he was like, I can't test your format because all I should be doing is building Loris decks. Yeah, and they were like, no, 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 just ignore that. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> all you can do is build yeah. Loris decks. No, 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 it's fine. No, 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 it's not. Yeah. And uh, he lost that clearly. And obviously, so, yeah, obviously. But clearly, he should have won. So, yeah. so yeah. we actually talked about this for a second in Discord today, also. Um, the Sam Black thing, because we were talking about the companions and you know yeah. what happens to some of the other companions or whatever. And uh, we started talking about the the three mana thing that I wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. and how, how like with Loris gone is can you go back to the old companion rule? So that was my first thought. I because in my head I had I had stricken Yorion from my mind. 
right? Yeah. But if you look at the other mechanic, the other companions, you have uh, what's his name? Jengatha. Uh, Jengatha, which sees play, but not a ton. Like he he's it kind only of... sees play when it's a free roll. Exactly. Like, n- nobody's building their deck to be a Jengatha deck. But if their deck in the end is a Jengatha deck, sure. Right. I guess I will. Right. And then um, then there's Yorian sees play. Mm-hmm. And then there's a... Uh, what's the green-white one? Uh, Kahira. Kahira, right. So those three see play, right? And the rest of them don't. Right? Yeah. Like, I think that's pretty safe. So I was like, oh, like, it seems like the deck building constraint with the ones that are left is actually a cost. So, right, are we cool with the, just the taking the three mana off? Right? Like, you took the most offensive one out. Mm-hmm. But someone brought up, like, just like the Yorion decks on turn five. Yeah. Just always just having cast Yorion. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably a problem. Same yeah. with like having the just like a free five five that you get to cast on turn five. Mm-hmm. Is probably not good. I don't think that it changes like the Kahira math. Yeah. Right, because Kahira every so often the people that play the Elementals decks, there's like the, the there's an Elementals deck and they will like have Kahira. But most of the time, Kahira is just a Teferi pet. Basically. And you just. It's a creatureless control deck. Yeah. That's just like, well, I guess I'll just have this 3 2 because why not? Kind of like the Jingatha thing of like, it's free. Yep. Like, I wasn't going to play any creatures anyway. Yep. So, like, I think it would allow the the Obashes and Gairudas and the uh whatever the, the hippo Karuga Karugas of the world to get played. I don't know if it would let them get played, but it would make it the, would at least let people think about them. Yes. Where currently people don't think about them. Every so often you'll see like an Obash deck yeah. in, in modern, but not really. Right? Because like the the Obash decks are like I'm all one I'm all one drops and the occasional three drop, yeah. And then I have this, and it's like cool. Mm-hmm. But you're all one drops, and you have to dump eight mana into this idiot for to, like, to get anything. <laughs> like I don't think this is what you're about. No, definitely not. Like you're playing nineteen lands, and this guy says, "Please spend eight mana over two turns." <laughs> I don't think that's going to work out for you. Yeah. So it would help them and would just let me know uh, Guy Ruda off to Lion's Eye Diamonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just makes Yorion so much more miserable than yeah. it already is. So mm-hmm. I'm. they probably can't, but it would be nice if we could go back to what is written on the card. Mm-hmm. So the other part of that 
is what you were saying about Sam Black and how I think somebody had mentioned um, the drawback of Yorian, like being mm-hmm. having to run 80 cards. And shortly before we knew about Akoria, I don't know if you remember some of the work Sam Black was doing as far as like deck building in modern. Mm-hmm. Um, like he was on kind of a push that, you know, some of the mid range and control decks should be running 80 cards anyway. Like 60 cards wasn't the optimum number of cards. Do you remember any of that? I, I saw you talking about it. I don't remember it. It, it is slightly sneaky that, you know, he may yeah. have seen Yorion. Yeah. And been like, you know, we should probably be playing 80, 80 cards in all of our decks. Not 70, not 10 more. <laughs> 20 more yeah i'll um if i think of it i'll try and look up and see if i can find any of any of that i remember at least one article and at least one video okay with him talking about um you know just deck building stuff in general because like he's known as like a deck builder that's very much his thing as he's a brewer and it kind of he kind of drew a lot of heat when he was making those claims from people obviously like yeah it's been 60 cards forever like why would you think that now all of a sudden it's okay to run 80 or that it's even optimal to run 80 like his argument was that it's optimal to run 80 cards is it just because you need access to more different things and so starting with 80 cards you get access you at least have access for your you know removal spell when uh, you know your your situational removal spell when that situation arises. Yeah, kind of deal. I'd have to go back and like re-remember, like read some mm-hmm. of the stuff and remember again. But I believe it was like in the mid-range and control decks, you're normally not just playing like the top portion of your deck, like you are in an aggro deck or a combo deck. Mm-hmm. You're setting up some sort of engine to dig into your deck to like find pieces. And in those circumstances, um, running more than eighty card or more than sixty cards is a lot of times ideal. You're seeing such a large portion of your deck, and it's worth more in deck building to have access to more different things than it is to just you know kind of pigeonhole yourself with with sixty cards. Yeah, like if you drew forty cards of your sixty card deck, seeing your third fatal push is not as right. valuable as you know seeing two fatal pushes and whatever like the yeah. the other removal spell you put in your deck was huh. yeah yeah but also it's just funny that like 80 cards and it's like oh yeah there's this great big oh, yeah. sky noodle <laughs> that wants you to play 80 cards and be ridiculous yeah so yeah but it is it is just so shocking that they can like that they play tested these things and just miss that they were busted. Yeah, makes no sense. So, well, like, I mean, obviously they didn't miss it. Like, there's multiple people that told them that this, like, not just Sam Black. There's multiple people that told them that these are not okay. Yeah. I, so I guess miss it is not the right. It is frustrating that. They let the thing out the door. Yeah. After they were told, yeah, this is a problem. Because yeah. basically, they spent the last two years. Yeah, two years trying to fix this. Mm hmm. 
Right? And, like, I still don't think they have. No. Right? I mean, they took the most egregious one and got rid of it, but, you know, like, has anyone enjoyed playing against, like, a Yorion pile? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think the person playing it, when they're like, draw 12 cards, ah! Right? Like, they enjoyed it, but the rest of us were just like, yeah. Draw Blink all my elementals! Yeah. It's like, okay, draw 12 cards. It's like, yeah, but uh, I'll deal 16 to all of your creatures, and I'll, <laughs> I'll swords those two, and I'll draw six cards. It's just like... Ugh. I'm going to shuffle both our graveyards into our libraries. Yeah, because I'm going to deck. Because I've got yeah. these seven Risen Rift triggers on the stack. Yeah. Hold uh, priority. Yes. Now, <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like trying to go back through my, my mind. So it was it was thrown. Mm-hmm. Then it was Theros beyond death. It was. Then it was Ikoria. This is correct. Was this like the worst stretch of like design in like Magic's history? Maybe or maybe not design, like balancing of cards. I mean, it could very well be. What's weird is that like the entire rest of throne they're not thrown of theros is fine it's yeah i guess it's just really it was like uro Cro- and Croxa. breach like yeah. crux is not even that egregious like crux is fine yeah i guess uro and breach and is there i'm trying to think if there's something uh, like maybe thassa's oracle thassa's oracle but like that's i mean that's even closer to correct though like that's not Thassa's Oracle, like, what's the worst thing it done? Like, made Doomsday playable? Yeah. Well, I think that the problem with Thassa's Oracle was, like, if you looked at the, like, design story, like, how they designed that card, it was a situation where they made the card with the, like, it enters and scries. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, it's a rare. It needs more text. And they just threw the you win the game text on it. (laughs) Like, they even said, like, yeah, they said it needed something more to be a rare. Hmm. Like, it wasn't like they had, like, they, like, there was any intention behind putting the you win the game class on it. Yeah. It was more just like, yeah, we wanted to do more than just enter and scry X. So, because I guess it's just like a, oh, what's that card? Is it Omen Speaker? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, a blue-blue Omen speaker without the you in the game text on it. Like, at its bare minimum. So, like, there are a handful of cards that were not great. I don't know. I think, like, I don't know, the... Something that Patrick Sullivan talks about is just, like, playing against the same card over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think that they, like, thought that the escape mechanic was, like, you would do it, and then much, much later, you would get it back. Yeah, you wouldn't have the opportunity to do it every turn. Yeah, that you would just kind of do it over and over and over again. And also, yeah. like, Crooks was, like, obscene with, like, Loris. Yeah. Where it was just like, uh, cast it from a graveyard. Yep. Every turn, I just have, like, a discard spell or, like, a, a deal three for two mana. Or both. Or both. So... Yeah. Yeah, but, like, you have that, then you have, like, the Companions in Ikoria. And, you know, if you look at Standard, what's his name? Coppercoat 
outcast or whatever his name was. Luca. Luca. Like, that didn't do anything good for anyone. Winota. I think Winota is a victim of Agent of Treachery. Yeah. Like, it's an okay Pioneer deck. Mm -hmm. It would be fine in Historic. But they don't want to have it on Historic or in Historic. Uh, cause, but like, yeah, like Winota, but if you want to go to just like, Hey, let's, you know, give you, let's not make cards that give you like 15 mana worth of free stuff every, every turn. Like if it, I think if Winota triggered once, like if one or more non-human creatures attack trigger, do the thing. I think that card is fine, but the fact it triggers on every non-human, yeah, and you're like, I'll attack with four things, and I basically demonic tutor my deck for a creature, yeah, is probably not or where they should creatures. be. Yeah, or they would have put like mana value three or less on it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that would have been fine, also. Yeah, any number of things, but they, but they just miss so many, or we're told about things and we're like, nah, it's fine, it's good. Right? Because, okay, what was the set after Ikoria? Was that, that wasn't Strixhaven. Strixhaven was last year. Um, after Ikoria was. Oh, that, was that was a core set, Zen- right? It was a core was it set. Zendikar? Oh, yeah, core set, then Zendikar. Yeah, and that core set was forgettable. Like, I don't remember anything about it. Core 21 had. That was the one with Grim Tutor, I think. Oh, yeah, that was the dog one. It was when the big thing was we went to dogs. Is that that one? Yeah, I think so. Because like, didn't it have a containment priest, or was that the one before it? I don't know. They've, yeah, all, I don't run, they've all run together. Yeah. Uh, Ugin was Ugin in that one. Yeah, Ugin was in that one. Okay. But you don't have, but like that chunk was just like horrific card, like mm-hmm. two cards that have had to be banned out of like Magic, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. You get they got relegated to Vintage. Yep. Now, again, in Oko's defense, to make sure he's still number one, you can't even play Oko in Historic. <laughs> you can play Loris in made-up format still, which is They, they haven't wild. done the digital errata to Oko yet? No, he didn't get digital errata yet. Like they Coming they, soon to Kamigawa Neon Dynasty Alchemy. It's gonna, it's just gonna be like Oko in a mech, and it's just gonna cost <laughs> it's gonna cost like three extra mana. Turn target vehicle into an elk. Yeah. Turn target vehicle you you own into a mech. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we just got rid of Loris. We decided that it was a bad idea. Yeah. Which I don't know why did it take this long. Like, Loris has been a problem for a long time in Modern. Mm-hmm. Like, why now? Like, Oka's... Not Oka, Loris has been a problem since, like, three months after? They... I think they said either in this article or somewhere that they wanted to see if um, Modern Horizons 2 would level the format out. Okay. And it kind of did. It's just that it leveled the format out with four different flavors of Loris. Yeah. 
So, all right. So, what's the problem? Okay, Loris. Loris is our problem here. What? what okay. Yeah. One or two mana cards. Yeah. So how about we print a one mana two one that's <laughs> both a draw and a mana engine. That yeah. should take care of the Loris problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, I guess none of the element pitch elementals or whatever um, had uh, were two mana, but right. But you had like Loris was Hammer Time. Loris was Death Shadow. Mm-hmm. Loris was the Ragavan decks. Mm-hmm. Well, n- not um, the not the blue green, not the blue red Delver decks, but oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what el- what else was a Loris deck? There was one more too, I think. Uh, burn. Oh yeah, burn. Not that it got a ton from MTG uh, from uh, well, it got Dragon Race Channeler. I don't think I don't think it played Dragon Race Channeler. No, I don't think. I could be... Um, yeah, maybe not. So, I'm looking at Death Shadow, Hammer Time, uh, Burn. I'm just looking for, like, the, the Loris archetypes. So those were the f- top... Uh, half of the top six decks on Goldfish were burn- were uh, Loris decks. Mm-hmm. And then Jund. So and Jund is ninth. So and then Prowess is twelfth. So five of the top twelve decks were Loris decks. And like we said, like you can you can still play Death Shadow. You can still play Hammer mm-hmm. Time. Mm-hmm. You can still play Burn. You mm-hmm. can still play Jund. You can dust off your Liliana's. I, I mean, in my opinion, that's a win. You get to play actual Jund instead of what's I mean, the opposite of Boomer Jund, Zoomer Jund. I mean, you you still have to play Monkey and Dragon's Rage Chandler. That's all right. Okay, so so the the difference between Boomer Jund and Zoomer Jund is just a Lily. Well, and Bloodbraid. Yeah. Well. I don't think we're going up that far up the curve. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't think blood, blood braids particularly playable right now. Pump, pump, pump the bricks on four mana. Yeah, four mana hasty <laughs> creature. Come down. Oh, and then, and then there's a uh, fifteenth is Rakdos. Like I these... don't, I don't know that like Jund is gonna go, is gonna keep Dragon Race Channeler. It may not, right? Because I mean, again, I don't know how you look at Dragon Race Channeler, and Ragavan. And go, yeah, this will fix our Loris problem. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't, I don't think that's reasonable to, to think that'll fix your problem. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, like it is good that the that that uh, the the evil cat is gone. Now, um, so they did. I thought it was funny. So they they did the modern ban for Loris. They did a little mm-hmm. paragraph about Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had a section just for companions. <laughs> I didn't even notice this. What's this say? Um, well, Loris's presence in modern and Pioneer are large enough for us to act today. The rest of the companions 
are seeing a play rate that is in line with a diverse and healthy metagame. Like other components of their environment, we'll continue to monitor them for undesirable and repetitive gameplay and make individual changes as necessary. Hmm. So, you know, the... So, right, like... I mean, Yorian's the only other one that might be a problem, right? Yeah, and I was going to say, Yorian gets played in Blink, uh, gets played in five-color Omnoth. Mm-hmm. And those are the only ones with your that they put Yorian as like um, the picture card. Yeah. In the in the goldfish breakdown, and I'm like looking for Yorian elsewhere, but I do not see Yorian as a picture anywhere else. So. Oh man, Mill. Mill lost uh, Loris the dr- of the Dream Den. Oh man. Darn. That's rough. Sorry. <laughs> and then like Death and Taxes. Yeah. Has has Yurion. Like why? So yeah, I think we're just gonna like I think it's just gonna be this weird thing where like you have Dex Builder on Yorion and then Dex free rolling Jengatha. Mm-hmm. And same with like Kahira. It's like free rolled. There's gonna be one that's built around, two that are free rolled, and the rest are unplayable. Yeah. Which is probably fine. I mean, like, realistically, that's probably what they were going for in the first place. Probably. I don't know. I don't know if they wanted people to free roll them. You know what I mean? I mean, as long as people weren't free rolling all of them. Yeah. Like I think that's okay. Like so, I don't see I don't see free rolling Jengatha in a control deck as an issue. Or uh Kahira. Yeah. I but it's like just not it's just funny, like so blue white affinity is a Jengatha deck. And it's just it's like Just because. Yeah, it's everything costs one pip. And they're playing, yeah. you know, Springleaf Drum and, uh, I'm sure, Spire of Industry. Yeah. So, we can just play Jengatha just because if everything goes wrong, I still have five, my 5-5. Five, five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's a little weird, but it's not detrimental. Right. So, all right. And then the next banning or set of bands mm. was in Popper. Yeah, so what happened in Popper? We had uh, two cards banned and one card unbanned. Is that what it was? Yep. So they got rid of Galvanic Relay. Mm-hmm. So this is the two in, two in a red sorcery. Exile the top card of your library. Uh, during your next turn, you may play that card that has Storm. Mm-hmm. So, basically, it was just a way for people to, like, bank a bunch of cards for their next turn to go off. Yep. And then uh, Disciple of the Vault. Because Affinity wasn't hit hard as hard as they had wanted. Yep. And also picked up a new toy with Experimental Synthesizer. Yeah. And then we have um, Expedition Map got unbanned because they felt like they hit Tron too hard. Um, 
did they say that? I thought they said that they felt they hit it hard enough and with the other bands they wanted it propped back up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think they said they hit it too hard. So uh so uh they do their little spiel. However, we would also yeah. like we'd also be happier to see a little more Tron than we do now. Yeah. Uh consistent threat of Tron at the top of the metagame is not ideal, but knowing that it's there and you could face it is something we believe to be healthy. Yeah. So they took like three cards out of it mm-hmm. um in the last band cycle. Yeah. And they decided basically that that was that made Tron not a big enough part of the metagame. So let's see if we can give them back map to get them back in the metagame. Yeah, I mean part of it is that you're you're turning lots of knobs at the same time and yeah. it's hard to get a predictable um like result from that, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. So if you're if you're hitting a ban for multiple decks like they did here with Storm and Affinity, like you have to make sure that whatever is next in line isn't another boogeyman. So if Ron was sufficiently nerfed with Bonder's Ornament and Prophetic Prism, like that might not be the worst deck to prop up just a little bit in the power vacuum. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's a thing of when they did their initial set of bands, which I don't remember what they all were. Right. But they like went after affinity. They went after Tron Right, and they went hard after Tron, mm-hmm. right, and so, right to be like, you know what, we we went a little bit too far on the Tron thing. Let's put it, let's make it so it's playable because I think they just got it to the point where it really wasn't realistically playable. Yeah. So it's like okay, let's let's come back a little bit, get it to the point where like you can actually like play it. And we'll see how this, how it like shakes out now that we've also knocked down these other decks. Mm-hmm. So, the Galvanic Relay they said was an issue uh, because apparently there's like a black, well, there's the black red um, uh, uh, storm deck mm-hmm. that like apparently was like the winningest deck in Popper. The mm-hmm. Did you see what the win rate was for it? Yes, like 60% or something? Yes, yeah, 60% non-mirror match win rate, which is yeah, that's crazy. absurd. And it wasn't that's the most like, played deck what in the was format. Hogak? Hogak was like 59, right? Something like or that, 60. yeah. It was right around there. Yeah, but like this is this was like absurd. So yeah. they uh, so they don't want to get rid of all the storm cards, but they they wanted to get rid of this and make you work. So apparently, what is apparently people are like storming off with marauding blight, blight priest and weather the storm. I don't know, man. I, I really dug that uh, cycle storm deck you were talking about. Uh, they the last week or the week yeah, before. They actually brought it up in this uh, in this announcement. Yeah, I I ordered reaping the graves today. Yeah, <laughs> just in case you never know. I might have to reap some you graves. Never know. Uh, but yeah, so they, like we said, when, um, when Chatterstorm was spoiled, they basically just always ban the cards that like say storm on them and like Galvanic Relay, I think has seen play in like some legacy storm builds, Mm -hmm. like 
the card is it nutty. Is. Yeah. So like, it's just like, hey, here's this card that's good enough for Legacy. Enjoy it in Popper. <laughs> so what's gonna happen? Well, I'm just gonna draw seven turns going into th- seven cards going into turn three. Yeah. And I guess I'll kill you from there. Like oh, we'll okay. figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll have access to 14 cards. It'll be fine. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. They wanted to get rid of that. And they, they talked about how they didn't want to get rid of, like, some of the rituals. Mm-hmm. So, for because it gives Popper a legacy-like feel. Yeah, that that's odd. I mean... I mean, I get it. It's just, like, an odd ban philosophy. Yeah, well... Uh, we we are to the we have to get our, our our heads around that formats now like popper right aren't competitive formats well i mean there are no competitive formats anymore fair shots fired <laughs> shots fired uh but right like you're you're maintaining a format like popper so that people continue to enjoy playing it. You're not you're not maintaining it to oh what's the word? Uh to like competitive for, diversity. For competitive diversity, right? You're maintaining yeah. it because people enjoy it and they don't want it to be broken. Yeah. It's kind of like how we how legacies maintained now. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's maintained. Right. right, it's kind of main. Like you think of it as like, this is for not competitive diversity, but for I want to enjoy playing my format. Please make the monkey go away. Yeah. Oh well, the monkey's win rate's not that good. I know. I don't care. <laughs> but it's miserable. Make the monkey go away. And they're like, fine, monkey goes away. And true, I'm sure that it's like, look, yes, like. Galvanic Relay is cool and all, but, like, there's tons of decks I can't play now because of Galvanic Relay, because I just get yep. clowned. So can we make it go away? And it's like, well, we can make the rituals go away, but it's like, no, no, like, the rituals are cool, and thus me do powerful things, but, like, I don't like the fact that my opponent draws 12 cards and then kills me in the next turn. <laughs> can we stop that, please? Yeah, just that portion. Yeah, uh, I guess we can make it so they don't just draw 12 cards. So, I, I'm fine with that. Uh, like, it makes sense. Disciple of the Vault is funny. So, they were like, alright, how can we how can we take care of this problem with Affinity? And they were like, a tog cool it's like oh no affinity's too good disciple of the vault and it's like oh you so close we even talked about what the problem was <laughs> but then you were like nah so when we talked about the atog ban i had said all right atog's not the problem the problem is he printed modern horizons 2 and you printed a bunch <laughs> of common artifact dual lands. Yeah. That, yeah. Because, like, the originals are too good for the formats they're legal in. But, but you're going to make new ones. 
I mean, the originals are legal and popper. Right, but they're not legal and modern. No. Yeah, they're too they're too good for modern because they come into play untapped. Modern yeah. is too fast, see monkey, for you to play a tap lid on yeah. turn 1. So these are fine and they'll let us have affinity as a draft archetype. Cool. No problem. But the thing that broke Popper wasn't a Tog, and it's not Disciple of the Vault. It's the Artifact Lands. Yeah, a Tog was fine since antiquities. <laughs> yeah. A Tog <laughs> did nothing wrong, but it was the Artifact Lands. They even talked about, like, where is it at here? That we talked about the bridges again. Uh, we aren't afraid to ban them, but reached a similar conclusion to last time. They're enabling one of the formats only viable control decks thanks to their synergy with Cleansing Wildfire. And we're trying to do a surgical approach of banning just one or two of the bridges. There's no guarantee it would actually solve the problem. Yeah. Uh, untapped artifact lands are another uh, similar surgical approach, but those cards actually do open up the deck to hate like Mox Monkey. Gorilla Shaman for the, yeah. for, for the, for the youngins. Uh, so, like, they're like, yeah, the bridges are a problem, but, like, they work with Cleansing Wildfire, so let's just, like, keep banning crap out of Affinity. <laughs> like, there's there's gotta be another, like, when an artifact goes to the graveyard, do a thing card. Right? There, there has to be. Where you can just feed... Maybe it costs three mana or something where you just feed yeah. artifacts to it. Like, like you don't really fix the problem. You just, like, shift it around. Mm-hmm. It's like, we know what the problem well, is. Well, I mean, the, if that card doesn't exist, that's totally something that they could print, like, in the Brothers War. Oh, absolutely. Like, like they could make a def- Disciple of the Vault at, you know, two mana. Yeah, like one in the black or black, black. Yeah. Cool. Like they they do that. Now the other thing is it might not be at common. Yeah. Right, and that might be it's only saving grace for Popper because like the what is this double masters version that they use in the uh, in the article isn't mm-hmm. uncommon. Yeah, but isn't like the opposite of disciple of the vault? Isn't that a common? The one in a red. Yeah. Paying every time something ETBs. Reckless fire weaver. Yeah, that's common, right? Yeah. Yeah, like you could you can get something that mm-hmm. is basically disciple of the vault and you have the same problem. Right? It comes down to we've given you too many artifact lands. Mm-hmm. And that is a problem and like their like solution is like, well, we want people playing cards like what was it? Um Gear Seeker Serpent or um, carapace forger, right? And it's like, uh, like I don't, sure. I don't think that like, like that's not what people people aren't gonna play Gear Seeker Serpent. Like they're gonna be like, okay, fine, you're making me like play. I can't make creatures. that free. I don't want to play that. Exactly. Like no, I'm just gonna like yeah. play free cards. Yeah. Right. 
This is the... Th- you do realize this is the third card that has been banned out of Affinity since Modern Horizons 2 was released, right? What was the first? Um, I have it in my head. It's the um, Mirror Enforcer with uh, Artifact Land Cycling. Oh. The I big Salamander. I didn't realize that was banned. Yeah. It's banned in Popper 2. Hmm. They have banned three cards out of uh, out of um, Affinity. Uh, hmm. And it's they still are banning uh, cards out of it. Yeah. And it's like, what are you... Like, we know what the problem is. Just, just fix it. No, they're just gonna dance around it like they did with Hogak and Oko and <laughs> any number of things. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. It like makes sense that they are like we've gotten to this. There we go. Sojourner's Companion. That is that is the card that was uh, that was banned. Oh, gotcha. The seven mana four four with affinity for yeah. artifacts and artifact land cycling. Yeah, what is that thing? Is that a? It's a word I can't pronounce, right? It's a salamander. No, there's another. Isn't it like a Mexican word, like an o- axolotl? Or... Oh, an axolotl. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? Was uh, that right? Yes, it look. It definitely looks like one. Yeah. Um. So apparently, random story time. The biologist I know pretty well uh, went into her lab the other day and just have a bunch of them because they got two and they thought they uh, were both female. Then they had a hundred. Oh. Then they had a hundred and thirty of them. Holy moly! And they have four or five left now. Wow. But yeah, they're just hanging out. Just like, well, that thing's pretty cool. I mean, you got a lot of tanks. Did you bring one home? I've not brought one home. No. I have. I'm doing a bad enough job taking care of my current aquatic animals <laughs> to add another one. Like we, in the course of like 2020, we added a cat and a baby to the uh, <laughs> to the uh, collection of animals that needed to be taken care of in the house. Brian's menagerie. Yeah, exactly. I I don't need to add. Wow, cool! I don't need to add another one of these guys uh, to to the mix. Uh, just as another thing for me to be like, did we feed that today? Did the turtle eat that today? Yeah, at least at least the baby lets us know if we haven't fed him. <laughs> it also demands that we turn on the TV immediately when he wakes up. <laughs> it's probably not good. He wakes yeah. up. He has stolen my wife's phone. So that he can watch cartoons. <laughs> but Yeah, man, he, it's a little young for that. <laughs> he only watches one show. Yeah. Tayo the Friendly Bus. It's a dub of a Korean kids show. <laughs> that um and Netflix only has season three and four. <laughs> Don't have access to seasons one and two. And Probably doesn't matter. When the theme song comes on, 
he gets happy and claps and dances <laughs> and then just like goes about like his day until the outro song comes on and he gets happy and dances and then waits for the intro song for the next episode. <laughs> but if you pause it or like he turns it off on the iPad, he just goes, uh oh, and it makes you, it makes you turn it back on. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. So it, maybe with all your uh, newfound computing power, what you should do is clip out the intro and outro and just make a super edit that's like an hour and a half long. <laughs> intro, outro, intro, outro. <laughs> Someone beat me to that. Oh, yeah. I think, I think uh, or at least uh, Hannah just like was playing the, the intro song on a loop in her car. <laughs> and like she came and said, what are you doing? He he just I just let him listen to the theme song. Like, Why? <laughs> he was mad. I'm like oh, okay. So I I saw this video that was uh, it was kids in the car with mom versus kids in the car with dad, and yeah. kids in the car with mom was like them listening to the wheels on the bus and like kids song, and the kids in the car with dad was like rap music and both of them just like bobbing their heads <laughs> i guess See, exactly. it, was, it was classic rock with my dad yeah it's like he he gets like the <clears throat> he gets like the occasional like early 2000s music and mm-hmm. then just magic podcasts and like magic youtube videos <laughs> uh just being played say hi to marshall yeah exactly <laughs> this is Luis. Luis is proof that if you're like one of the top five people in anything in the world you could have a career just pick your thing. Just pick your thing, buddy. Be top five in the world. Someone will pay you for it. It'll be fine. Yep. You get to do basically whatever you want. Whatever you want. As long as you're like the best. No pressure. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So That's not a dig against LSV either. I think no. LSV is awesome. No. No. And then, so they got rid of these two cards. They got rid of, like we said, the storm card. And the car that they don't have to ban the bridges. Yeah. They're they're just gonna get they just wanna fit it to just turn into you like playing like four mirror enforcers on turn three. That's just <laughs> that's okay. Um and then well, the, I mean they can't ban all the cards out of Mar- Modern Horizons too. Like what's gonna move singles? <laughs> Fair. But I mean the secondary market doesn't exist for them. Well, I mean, the cards have to get to the secondary market from the primary market. This is true. I mean, you and have... I do believe it's still in print. Oh, gosh. I don't know if it's technically in print, but it is definitely still available through distributors. Okay. So. Um, but you also have uh, cards that are on the pseudo, let's say, watch list. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is... Uh, Moon Circuit Hacker and Experimental Synthesizer, which we brought up a few times. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All these brand new cards. Yeah, so uh, Fire Design. That's right. So arguably the best deck, or at least one of the best decks in, well, from the math it wasn't, but uh, like Mono Blue Fairies, mm-hmm. like the old Ninja deck. Where like they used to have to uh, use uh, Ninja of the Deep Hours, now they get Moon Circuit Hacker on top of that, mm-hmm. right? So like you have a you know on turn three you can attack with your spell stutter sp- uh, your spell stutter sprite 
and pick it up for one mana. Yeah. Seems pretty good. And then be able to spell strike something. Right. So, yeah, it's, um, so it just makes those mono blue tempo decks way better. Mm-hmm. And then Experimental Synthesizer is just the ridiculous card when you sack it to a Deadly Dispute. Yeah, it's crazy. Card's nuts. Yeah. Like, one mana draw two with a little bit of work is really good. So, and, like, has more text than that. Yeah, like... like a one mana draw two that also triggers all your enters the battlefield and leaves the battlefield abilities. And, and is a non-creature spell. And yeah. in a pinch, like, makes the samurai. Yeah. I love how everyone just reads this. Like, that second paragraph is just not on the card. Right? Like, yeah. right? they could have made this card without the samurai text. Yeah. I, I mean, I have certainly, like... Won the games to Samurai Beats, but... Yeah, no, I've absolutely used it, too. Yeah. But, like, the card's a fine card Mm -hmm. without the Samurai text. Mm -hmm. Right? Like... Yeah, I mean, it's based... Is it Mycosynth... What's... uh, Wellspring? No. Icker Wellspring. Icker Wellspring is what I'm thinking of, yeah. That's two mana. Yeah, I mean, it does the same thing though, right? Well, it draw it, card I, when it ETBs, draw card when it leaves. It draws, yeah. Where where this yeah. like does like the impulse, yeah, or yeah, impulse, yeah, impulse, uh, draw. But like, like that would have been a fine card mm-hmm. without the samurai text. Like the samurai text, just like it's like, oh, you can't sacrifice it on your own. Don't worry, we got you. <laughs> we got you. And it's like we could have done without that. So like. I think they're going to keep having these issues where because of fire design, they keep printing commons that are at an uncommon power level. And uncommons that are at a rare power level? Yes. Right. And then rares are just weird, right? Like there are some rares that you're like, why is this a rare? This is trash. Mm -hmm. And then there's other ones that you're like, why do I have to play against this unlimited? Whole Bricker Horror? Yeah. Like, why are you a rare? Like, I guess yeah. you're a rare, so you're not $45. Yeah. But, like, I don't understand. So, they're, like, Synthesizer, right? That's another card that's, I'm sure, in Affinity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like well, so I don't know why it wouldn't be. Are we going to, are we going to ban Synthesizer so we don't have to ban the, the, <laughs> the lands? The bridges. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. So, I mean, at this point, like the deck's digging pretty deep for payoffs, though, I would think. It is. It is. They're, they're, like I said, they're trying to fundamentally change it to a, um, yeah, uh, like a deck that is based on like cards that say affinity on it. Yeah. And not, um, not like, you know, the just fireball you out of the game stuff. Right. So, all right. I think, does this, does this make a show? Did we do I it? I think we have a show. Yeah, we got there. All right. So um, if you want to get at us about uh, stuff we've talked about, anything about New Capenna that you've seen that you're interested in, we're going to maybe touch on that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find how to get a hold of us on all of our social medias in our description.
Yeah. Uh, there's also a link to our Discord down in the description. And like we mentioned a few times, a reasonable chunk of what we talked about today was stuff pulled out of Discord. Initial reactions from listeners and questions that we had in the Discord. So if you want to join in, make sure you follow that link. Hop on over to Discord. Also, we mentioned at the top of the show we had an idea that is going to be born from Discord if it comes to fruition. So you're going to want to make sure you're in our Discord channel for a whole bunch of different reasons. Um, if you want to support the show, though, we have two different ways you can do that. Uh, our TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Head on over there, use that link to get the TCG player. Anything you purchase after that will help support the show. Uh, you can also support us directly at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Patrons get access to our pre-show where we talked about this idea that I had borrowed, whatever, um, that hopefully we'll be moving forward with. Um, you also get access to our show notes and you get put on my mailing list for when I send out mailings to thank you all for helping to support the show. We uh, have been digging into the world of content creation a little bit lately beyond kind of what we like normally talk about looking at like the world as a whole and trends and stuff. And it seems like we're uh, ahead of the curve as far as like, um, I don't know. I don't know how I want to say it. Um, engagement, trends. I guess. Yeah. Trends. Yeah. Friend. Yeah. Um, and that's thanks to you guys. So thank you all. Thanks our patrons. Um, I do have one favor I want to ask of everybody. And that is, if you like the show, one of the best things you can do to help us grow, grow our community, grow the show is to share us. So if you know somebody that's, you know, looking to up their game a little bit, turn them on to us or other way around. No, that was right. The first time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Turn them on to us. Um, share an episode that you think might be relevant. Share us to your social media. If we, if you find an episode that you really liked, really hit home and help us grow a little bit every little bit helps so we would appreciate it so with that we'll catch you on the internets catch you on the internets <laughs>